Welcome to Big Time Adulting, the podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Murray, and I'm here to take it deep with you on adulthood, womanhood, motherhood, and whatever other things end in hood that we can think of. It's going to be real, it's going to be honest, and we are going to laugh until a little pee comes out. If you've been looking to find a podcast to relate to as a woman and a mom, and you're kind of awesome, which you definitely are, subscribe now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We have a very, very special guest here this week. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Mom, say hi. Hello there, out there in Instagram land. It's a podcast. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, I think this is a pretty special episode. I've been wanting to interview for for a podcast episode for a while. Annie's a little nervous. She had a couple martinis and shot some CBD before we sat down here to <laughs> prepare. Um, but I put it out to to the internet to ask a few questions, and I had some questions that I wanted to ask you also. But I asked people what they thought that I should ask you, and a lot of people had ideas. Um, so enough about you. Let's talk about me. Uh, <laughs> what was I like as a little kid mom well you were precious and fun caitlin was uh, obviously as you've probably um seen and heard so excited about life every day was a like a real new adventure for her and um her personality was naturally infectious and a kid who would crack us up, which is why I held her out of school for a year longer than I should have. So she could ride shotgun with me in the car. You had me riding shotgun five years old? You were, you were in a goddamn car seat. <laughs> so uh, we would ride around doing our little errands and I'd keep the tunes going and well, a lot of singing in the car. Yeah. It's a big Windows memory. rolled down, yeah. all kinds of gyrations going on at the stoplights. But um, <laughs> she loved like artists that no kid really knew who they were at the time. But somehow Caitlin knew who Jackie Wilson was. Jackie Wilson's a great one. Oh, yeah. That's actually dad. He introduced me to Jackie Wilson. Oh, gosh. I love that man. <laughs> <laughs> and Roy Orbison, of course. We Anything you want, you, you got, got it. it. So, what about I was a pain in the ass about a lot of things, though, oh, too. I was very particular. Jeez Louise, getting out the door. I do it I, myself. I know. So, the things that, that one really came back drive us all crazy about bite me in the ass, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, I said, uh, is a bitch because. If that little line on her sock was not lined up perfectly, she would, like, fall apart. It's very uncomfortable not to have that across your toes correctly. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about that And is- I'd be making many trips into the bathroom because I, my stomach was so upset by her. But she um, made all of those other difficult times so, so fun. Um, and um, she was, she just was an ent- entertainer, actually, from the get-go. 
she would entertain our neighbors. I did do shit like that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She uh, was singing, start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. So I've lost her to New York entirely. I didn't know I would ever be in New York at that time. Yeah. I know. I know. Stop I it. I know. Stop it. <laughs> okay. So. Well, that's fine. Okay, then. That's me. Um, so let's talk about you. Stop it. What was your, what was your parenting style, Mom? Would you say? Well, I was a firm believer in like the not so overscheduled child. Um, Caitlin and her brother John David were definitely a part of organized sports, and obviously Caitlin attended dance school. Um, That's true. Yeah, she loved that. I never got a solo. Well, that's okay. You're getting plenty of them today. (laughs) (laughs) Shaking her booty. Poor shit. You know what I feel like I lack for, like I lack in technical ability. I make up for in, you know, creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. But Caitlin and um, I spent a ton of time uh, in the kitchen dancing or in the living room and, um, yeah, we really did. Yeah. All of that is all just part Break it of down. my life. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, da, da. But that's what your parenting style, I would say, it was loose. It was, it was a lot <laughs> looser than many, but... I'm the, just kidding. It wasn't really. No, but you, it's the thing that's so important for us as mothers is to grab those moments when you think you absolutely, I got to do, uh, I've got to do, I've got to get this done. And we all do, obviously, our, our, the, the house will fall apart, but um, take some time. And that's what I tried to do to just say, screw it sometimes and just yeah, I have a hard time with that, because it's really difficult for me to put my task list aside right and then like you just focus on the kids or whatever but another part of that piece of that is that I don't really like to play like I'm not I'm playful and I'll do all the kitchen dancing and stuff like that and I'll take plenty of time to that kind of bullshit but like I'm not really into other kid games or and certainly not imaginary play we've talked about this but I don't I think about this all the time because of how much I dislike doing that stuff. I don't remember you ever doing imaginary play with me. No, that didn't exist for Annie. No. Yeah. But, you know, you have to do what you authentically love to do that your kids, you know, we can all find things to do with our children that they have a high interest level in that we also share. Yeah. And that's when you're being authentically yourself as a parent. And, you know, you can't force yourself to, you know, manufacture being imagine like an imaginary play mother when you hate it yourself. Like my imagination isn't that great. Yeah. I always feel like too, like your imagination is good, but it's like in a different way. You're very creative. But I think that like, we already make a lot of sacrifices on an everyday basis, like right. for our kids and stuff like that, that like for me to 
pretend to play anything or whatever like that, it feels like too much right. of a sacrifice. I mean, maybe that sounds selfish, but I just, no. I don't do it. Well, you can't um, feel pressured by setting unrealistic standards for yourself or for your kids. Um, I think that being authentic is, you know, you're so much more than, you know, what your parents may have said you were, um, or other messages that we get from um, various sources. Resources. Well, so this is sort of like a nice lead into the next question I was going to ask you, because it was like, kind of what's the difference in the way you see parents, mothers raising their kids today versus when you were raising your kids? Um, because like, there are, I, I always wonder this, like the, pre there were obviously a lot of pressures and outside influences that come into play. I feel like with modern day motherhood, where like there's social media and all the school emails and Gosh. the do this, do that, everything. It's like a lot of right. pressure. Um, but did you feel like there was a, a huge amount of pressure on you as a mom when you were parenting too? And did it just come from other places? Is this just, right. they find new outlets and the pressure was always there? Well, obviously it's certainly changed in the close to 40 years that I became a mother. Easy. But um, mm -hmm. I was a child of the 60s, you know, when young women were burning their bras and questioning authority. And I'm, I'm seeing that young mothers today uh, have absorbed this kind of emotional tug of war with, um, you know, work and family and getting your, yourself ready to get the heck out the door and your kids and, you know, the little line on your sock you yeah, know, that situation where you're having a meltdown, putting shoes on for kids and sweating and trying to. Like, you mean you're just saying like women are more, they have more career. Yes. Now, but they're still doing it all. Right. And getting home, you know, it's this, it's this picture, this picture that people have in their mind that they have to do it all as far as perfection is concerned and there is nothing you know perfection is an illusion and I feel for you know the young mothers that I work with today who are you know coming into work and um, you know have a multitude of stresses on their backs each day and people are going to want to know what you do for work now why don't you let everybody know what your job is oh good god i am an assistant clerk magistrate in the court system and um i see a lot of hardship each day and um i know that if you're tuned into this um excerpt on parenting that you're an awesome parent. Yeah, I, I sort of think that like people who pay close attention to all of this stuff are probably doing a pretty good job because it's at the forefront of their minds. Right, and um, I used to read Parent Magazine and I actually hit an article, it was a life changer for me. But you know, when you tune into something that is specific to your child or if you're having a struggle, you know, um, my son had ADD and dyslexia, and 
we had some significant issues with that. You know, there's Caitlin was a great student. Great student. (laughs) And a modest one as well. (laughs) But yeah, I feel for all of you, you know, dealing in as far as social media is concerned, I I'm happy that you have an outlet to share with what Caitlin's trying to do, but I've never been on Facebook. I am not on social media because I have felt pressured by other people in the beginnings of the social media um, craze by friends. Oh, you're not on Facebook? I'm like, I no, I don't have time for that. You know, I'm sorry. But Make I time, don't. Anne. What? Make some time. <laughs> God, God damn sakes. it. I can find you some time. I know how to carve out a few pockets to go on the gram. <laughs> but your ass. Uh, <laughs> no, but I guess like there, there's stuff that you are saying there, like when there are different types of pressures, like you are coming also off of a generation that had this high amount of pressure to portray, you know, the perfect nuclear family and the perfect housewife and all. And then your generation was rebelling against that. And this is something that you've said to me in the past. And I think I probably either talked about it or written about it on Instagram, which is that when women said, they wanted to be able to have it all, then it was like you said, okay, go ahead, have it all. You can do it all, do it all. And so it's, but like now I'm a stay at home mother, right? But I don't feel the parts about my role in terms of being a working from home type of mother is that I find frustrating is that I, I'd want more sometimes for myself professionally or, um, that, that I've, sacrificed um that part of me to raise my family and be with the kids particularly in the wake of Callum's diagnosis and stuff however all of that has like allowed me to create this space with Instagram and now doing the podcasting which I'm finding very fulfilling but I I want it to be you know I want it to be more. I do want to monetize this all, all the work and effort that I put into this somehow, but it's all overwhelming. It's hard to just do it all because where do I now find that extra time when I'm also. The kids are banging at the door. Yeah. (laughs) Literally my daughter just came in the door. I was like, get out of here. I'm doing something with nanny. We're doing something. We're also in her room right now. That's right. My mother stays in Faye's room when she comes to visit because I did thank her for that room. today. <laughs> She's been a good sharer. She's a doll. Um. So yeah, I guess like that was a two part question because I had said you know I was wondering what are the differences that you see maybe versus when you were raising kids. And then also, what are some of the things that haven't changed, which... Yeah, um, I see you do an amazing job, you know, running up and down the stairs, you know, but all the things that, you know, I can't believe the energy that a mother expends. And, um, you know, I think when, when Caitlin was three months old, I was in the hospital for three weeks and... Her dad. She had to get her gallbladder out. Yeah, that that definitely sucked. But um, in any event, dad, after three weeks of trying to 
you know, coordinate and get everything done, he finally realized that, um, you know, what we do is amazing every single day, every minute of every day. And that's when I think he gained an appreciation for how difficult our job is. And, but we do it lovingly. I mean, for Pete's sake, we, we, there's nothing we wouldn't do for our kids. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Mike always jokes when, um, when I like leave him alone with the kids or something and I'll come back and he'll be kind of like exasperated as we all are, as I am when he comes back from work or whatever. And he's like, Oh, you, you have no idea what this is like. You have no idea what it's like to be with three small kids. <laughs> you have no idea what I've been through today. And I know if this may be, sound very sexist, but I don't think that there are many men on this planet who have the emotional wherewithal to multitask and do, I think women are multitaskers. Well, I don't, I mean, maybe we are, but I kind of also like, I kind of hate that because I feel like it perpetuates this idea that women were made to do all the things we do. And I think that we've just been kind of forced into this role as taking it all on in some ways. And, and, and that kind of perpetuates this whole, maybe idea of this innate maternal instinct to do all of these things. And I'm like, no, fuck that. This is learned. I've, I've learned to do all of this because I do it day in and in day out. And it's, and it wasn't easy. I thought it all came as a huge shock how much work and, and, and people asked that too. If we, if my relationship with you changed after I became a mother and stuff, and I don't think our relationship changed at all. I just gained this sense of appreciation for my parents, like in a huge way that they do you, your, they, your life is completely turned upside down. The moment you become a parent, there's nothing that can prepare us for that moment really you yeah know, the joy of it and the stress um and the sleepless nights yeah but i i understand your point um but there is something i think in, in inside of us as mothers that know what to do well it's also because we're it's also part of the whole biological process of it. Like we grew the baby and now we're making the milk too. Right. We have to fucking do it all. You're the dairy queen for God's (laughs) sake. (laughs) But like that perpetuates or that just sort of initiates your kind of, if you're breastfeeding or whatever, your role as the immediate primary caretaker. And so it starts from right out of the birth canal. Yeah. Welcome to um, the world. Welcome to the world. Um, now, what I was wondering, that I wonder this, and I'm going to answer it also, but I'm going to ask you the question, um, how you think you're able to ensure a good relationship with your kids as they become teenagers and adults. Maybe let's start with the teenager thing first, because I kind of want to see if you have any well what was it like for you my thought is what was your hardest phase as a parent like would you say i'd say definitely like 
newborn. The little right. Phew. Right. So the it's all everything builds on the first few years and thereafter in each you know, each phase with your kids. I think that all you need to do is number one, appreciate who they are as individuals. Um, you know, certainly you were very different from your brother, but you know, you, I just know that I tried to, and maybe not successfully at, at all the time, but just to appreciate love, find those moments of spontaneity where you can really connect because those are those teachable moments or those, you know, ones that bring you closer together. And, and your kids, as long as they know that you're going to be there and they can rely on you and, and oh God, please, the teenage years, it's just like you're going to become the stupidest person on the planet. Like, <laughs> just get ready for it because you know nothing. Absolutely nothing. I wasn't a difficult teen as far as teens go, I don't think. No, you weren't. You weren't difficult really at all except for the sock thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I can be difficult because I'm critical. Right. Very opinionated, but that makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Well, so I was going to say that that's actually when I would I said that I would give my answer in this as well, is that I think that you did do an incredible job of accepting us as as we were and just loving us for who we are and didn't I like from you, I never felt really pressure to be one way or another or do more or less or any of that stuff and I think JD would feel the same way and yeah. even though we were totally different kids and um on different paths and all of that right um he you JD and you are very 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 close now too right so right. yeah and I think about that with my kids and and how to like because I did just say that I am critical and I feel like I can be more you know maybe picky picky whatever or I'm (laughs) you know maybe hard ass about certain things and stuff and I I should probably soften and and just accept more in some ways but I think you do a great job number one um and I think for anybody who's listening is the important thing is the balance, you know, of knowing when to lay that hard line down and say, absolutely not. No, get, get over here. Yeah. And because they, you know, I, I think sometimes people are afraid of their kids. Like they're afraid to say no. And, that's what makes them feel safe. It's hard to say no. Yeah. Not for me, because I'm a cold-hearted bitch, but (laughs) for some people, it is hard. But it is. People feel guilty saying no to their kids, which is almost exactly when you're feeling that guilt, you know you got to go for it. You have to say no. Yeah. You know, because you're coming from a place of um, unsurety in yourself, which of course we all question our own, um, like if we're 
making the right decision and are we going to scar this child for life as long as they're loved and as long as they have limits and I, I really do feel for everybody who's dealing with the social media uh, addiction of you know our, our children and I'm, I'm I really hope that there's going to be that like the Toledo scale is not out of kilter and, and that you're, you're the controllers of that balance. And I appreciate you setting limits, Caitlin, with, with Callum and Faye. And Luke sometimes. That little, little Lukey. <laughs> he runs He gets me. to do whatever. I love it. <laughs> He's so cute. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mean to sound too preachy, but I have a concern as a grandparent of um, how much kids are seeing on social media and growing up too fast of because there's there's needs to be some limits on some people out there who are out of control on social media. Um, like but, me, are you telling me to calm it down? Stop dancing stop so much. Stop putting an elf outfit on for God's <laughs> sake. Drinking whiskey in it. <laughs> no. I know I do worry about that when it's time for my kids to have phones and that, that and how to handle all of that. And I'm sure I'll be. You're going to be a spy. I'll be a spy. <laughs> but they're worth it. I mean, you just, there's too many influences that, um, you know, these beautiful kids need to be protected from. And um, that's all I'm going to say about that. All those damn whippersnappers out there on their TikToks making those damn TikToks. <laughs> um, so what else am I going to ask you here today, Mom? What's your favorite brand of toilet paper? Charmin. Really? Mm -hmm. See, I go with Cottonelle because it's single ply and my kids clog the God forsaken shitter. <laughs> we'll go for it. Now, um, do you have any regrets in parenting? Hmm. Oh gosh. You know, no, you know, because we all make mistakes. No one's perfect. And, you know, I can't say enough about um, the your kids feeling your love and your genuine concern and, you know, your firmness when you need it. When you need to deliver, you deliver. And, you know, I feel like I have a really great relationship with you and with JD. And if I did something to screw things up at some point in time, that I also taught you how to forgive. Yeah. And it, that's a big part of life. We're all human, right? So we can, we can make mistakes and we can still be just, just right. Right. And learn from them. I will say, I think like that some of the things that or maybe one of the biggest things that I would say about both of my parents that because I feel we have, I have a great relationship with dad. I have a great relationship with you. I always knew that you guys were like on my team, like would be 100%. there to back me up if anything ever happened. And I was, you know, 
Yeah. And that also that you would just always be there for me. And right. I knew that that right. was always like there was love and security right. and support. So absolutely. And while I'm sure there are things along the way that I, you know, I mean, nothing's, I'm not like dangling this over you or anything. Nothing's jumping out at me that I wish you didn't do or so, <laughs> but those are the things that I take with me now as an adult that I think shaped my relationship with both of my parents. Right. And I think that um, when I decided to stop trying to be the perfect mother um, is when I became a better mother. When, you, when did that happen? What happened? Shut up, talk? Caitlin. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> no, I think there were a lot of influences from my mother. Yeah. Um, putting pressure on me at times when she needed to just allow me. And I think I finally said, you had your opportunity. And if you're concerned about what I'm doing, maybe you didn't do such a great job. Jean, so back off. But anyway, no, I love God my rest mother. her soul. I know. I love her. I miss her. And, um, you know, the, I knew that as well. Like, she would be there in a moment to help me out whenever I needed it. And, um, but, yeah, I just, I had all these messages. And I think we all get messages from different places and we have to listen to ourselves and be our authentic selves which is like we have to figure out like who the hell am I right and it takes time and this is another thing we were going to talk about which is do you feel like you lost your identity after becoming a mother and then how and how long did it take you to recover it because you're well, pretty <laughs> You know what? I think I always had a part of myself that was authentically mine. Yeah. And, you know, like, it, I always kind of drew a hard and fast line with people who wanted to walk on me when I, you know, knew. But there were other times when I didn't step up and say what I needed to say to, um, I was afraid maybe to speak up because that's how I was brought up at times. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually forget the question. I'm just... I don't know. I just think that there's this thing that a lot of people, women go through after becoming a parent. It's like you forget right. who you were before you had kids and, and you embody this whole new role. And right. so in so many ways, like you just will never be that exact person again but right. I think you have to get back to doing things that you loved to do or making time for yourself absolutely to just know yourself just to right. think about who you are and who you right when you be. first have your first child um it's you're lucky to be able to brush your teeth you know because yeah. you're just so involved in somebody who's you know, sleeps very little, eats a ton, and you're exhausted. And, um, you know, you may not look cute in your little bathrobe at three o'clock in the afternoon, but, <laughs> you know, and that's when you look at yourself and say, well, holy shit, who am I? Where did I go? Yeah. And then, you know, you get dressed up and you go out with friends and 
you know, interact and get involved in activities that light your fire. And I'm sure you all know what that is, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's different for everybody, but, um, honestly yeah. can't believe you didn't just break out into song there and sing the chorus line from the doors. Come on, baby, light my fire. I'm just <laughs> in shock that you didn't that bait. <laughs> didn't take that bait. Um, okay. I think that's like, I, no, we're not done. We're not done. When are we going to be done? What do you, uh, do you also drink with your earrings on? I wouldn't drink without them on. What's your favorite cocktail? Hmm. Depends upon the day. (laughs) What's your favorite color? Green. Is it? Yeah. Me too. What's it like being your grandparent? It's heavenly. It, I, there's no describing it for me it's just a feeling and it's wonderful and you don't have that everyday like pressure pressure yeah responsibility but if you're taking care of your grandkids if your kids are away or whatever you quickly remember how difficult it is but you're not as stressed out about it because you like you're laid back you're older you know and you you and you get to go home in a couple of days and sleep yes (laughs) see you later alligator yeah (laughs) sounds great it is great it's perfect yeah it's funny though in life there's like this never rest cycle like you think you're gonna get those years to just have in you know enjoy or whatever but you just never know what life is going to throw your way i mean you were dealing with taking care of your own parents for many years like you know probably a handful of the last year of their lives Mm -hmm. and dedicating a ton of time to that while your kids are becoming parents and raising their kids and you're trying to be a grandparent and a a daughter and yeah and i'm still working so you know that was a balancing act yeah but, um, you know, it's just like with kids here, my parents, I used to call them the big kids, you yeah. know, I'm taking the big kids out today and, um, it's a role reversal, but you jump right back into it because that's what we do for the people we love. Yeah. We, and we, we have, my mother and I are wearing these little bracelets that my sister-in-law got for us on Christmas and they have these little words that just says get to on it. And so it's a reminder of all the things that we actually, that we get to do, not that we have to do. So like with your parents, when, you know, you're caring for elderly parents or caring for little children who are exhausting and, and we have to take care of them, but it's like, you know, thank God we get to. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, mom, I think it's about happy hour. Oh, what time is it? Just wrap this up. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for coming on, mom. I love you, sweetheart. I love you too. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for any of the resources from the episode, you can check them out in show notes. Again, If you liked listening, I'd love it for you to subscribe. Until next time, peace out.